This is the Pedaled Silk Road Monterey's official podcast. Welcome to Kyrgyzstan. Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode live of the Pedaled Silk Road Monterey's 2019. Just the start. Couple of things, I don't want to be too long. Just remember to follow us on the social media. Look for Silk Road Monterey's everywhere you want. And listen to this episode on Podbean or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. So, first days. There was, first of all, a dinner with all the participants. No recording out there. I didn't want to bother anybody. And then everybody to the registration point. In the registration point, you can find really a lot of nice characters. Listen to that. You can hear the noise here, right? People are queuing for the registration. All the things are getting really ready. There is somebody fixing the bike. There is somebody hanging around. There is somebody making some pictures. There is a bit. I don't know, you can feel this kind of tension mixed with excitement. It's a good place to be, I think. Let's try to listen to somebody speaking. And actually I was sitting close to... I, re- I forgot your name. I'm always like this. <laughs> Moritz Lemmermeyer. And now I'm going to say it again. Moritz Lemmermeyer. <laughs> you see? Do you know already your cap? What is going to be? 101. I love this number. <laughs> so cap 101. We were discussing the fact that actually I thought that you were a newbie. I don't know why. I thought you were a newbie. But actually you told me that it's not the first time that you are coming here in Bishkek. Or in Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, it's the fifth time. So... Um, First time for me in Kyrgyzstan was 2015. Uh, I've been a volunteer in Karakol for around about four months, teaching kids in English and German, mostly English. Yeah, I, I fell in love with these mountains, the culture itself. So after that, I decided to become a trekking guide, made an tr- apprenticeship to become a trekking guide in Germany, and then coming back uh, constantly to enjoy the mountains, guiding here in the mountains, and also um, do what I love, I mean, riding bikes. That's amazing. And so this is the second time that you're taking part (laughs) to the Silk Road Monterey's. Yep, uh, it's the second time, yeah. So last year uh, I've been riding pair with uh, fabulous Bengt Stiller. We all know him. (laughs) So, yeah. It was a close one because, um, yeah, we made it over Shamsi. very close to the finish line, le- less than 100 k's. But uh, banked, he was poisoned, I fell in the riverbed. Uh, we, we, we were just done. Uh, had to organize the car back to Bishkek. Yeah. But anyways, you are here this time to finish, so that's amazing, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm really looking forward. Yeah. Just want to ask you the last question, because you were saying that you really fell in love because you came here so many times and you love mountains here. In yeah. your opinion, what's different between the mountains that we can find here from tomorrow on, you found already, and the mountains all over the world? I don't know, the Alps or the Bavarian Alps and everything. Uh, I think it's just more wild. I mean, in the, in the Alps, you have infrastructure, you got a lot of huts, signs everywhere. You don't need to navigate anything. Here, just on your own, you have to deal with yourself a lot more. You take a lot more responsibility if you go to the mountains pure adventure it's it's pure i guess it's the right word it's pure yeah cool thank you maurice so i'm here in the queue even if i'm not participating but somebody else is on the queue hi liam 
Hello, how's it going? Really good, really good. I arrived here with a crazy taxi drive, but that's not yeah. a story. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How are you doing? Not too bad, yeah. Just cycled down. Uh, starting to get warm now. Ah. But um, yeah, feeling good. When did you arrive here in Bishkek? Uh, I arrived on really early on Tuesday morning. So okay. four days ago, or just before the race, four days before the race, yeah. Okay, so ready to go? Yeah, feeling pretty good. I had one mishap. I, uh, I realized I forgot to pack my front handlebar bag. You were the one on the group then, yeah, we're that saying me, yeah. that. But um, yeah, luckily another racer suggested the climbing shop. So I went there and uh, yeah, I bought a, a dry sack and some straps. And it's all good now. Okay. Did you part- are you going to participate by yourself? Solo? Yeah. Solo. I'm solo, yeah. Okay. Is it your first experience with something like this? Uh, I've done trips on my own, but never a race quite this hard or um, long, I guess, off-road. So yeah, this is my first real thing like this. Okay. What do you expect from that then? Um, suffering. Basically. You have to say fun. What fun, I yeah. fun. Fun, yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, I mean, the views are going to be amazing, hopefully, from what I've seen the pictures already yeah. and the video last year. So I can't wait to see yeah, the scenery and the mountains are going to be pretty epic. Yeah, actually, I don't know if you have seen it coming here, for sure, with the bicycle, you've noticed yeah. it even more. The mountains up there. Yeah, in, in the background, you can see the, um, the climbs for sure, yeah, for what's to come. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, people, if I move, but actually, yeah, Q is moving, so it <laughs> makes a bit of sense to let people do what they have to do. What are you doing after the registration? Um, have lunch, probably. Okay. But I'm come back to drop the bike box off. To just relax, really. I have a nice hotel, so I can just, yeah, chill out and do the final, make sure everything's charged and final preparations. Perfect. And tomorrow morning, nine o'clock? Yep. I'll be there. <laughs> Perfect, Liam. Well, do you want to tell us your name? Because we didn't say, and your cap number. Um, yeah, Liam Yates, my full name, and I'm cap number 46046. Perfect. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hi, Stuart. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Really good, really good. Just going around here, trying to get some voices of people that already finished with the bicycles. How was the process? Yeah, no, really good. They just checked a few things and checked my paperwork and gave me some uh, freebies, goodies, hat. Yeah. You know what is missing? The hat. Which one is your number? 83. Okay, 83, 83. Perfect. Well, Stuart, na- number 83. Ah, here is the cap. Yeah, it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. Yes. How do you feel for tomorrow? Uh, I'll be glad when, it's, when I start. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit of nervous energy. I would be nervous as well, man. <laughs> Even if I'm not going to ride, mm, for sure. How happened that you participate to that? How did you get about, how did you know about the, the race? Uh, I followed it. I wanted to ride it last year. really wanted to come to Kyrgyzstan and, and see the place and, and, and take part. So it's a great opportunity. So, okay. yeah. How did you train for that? Uh, I've probably not trained as much as I've wanted to, but I just, uh, just ride my bike. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Expectations? Uh, finish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So survive the first week, and if I'm still alive at the end of the first week, then we'll see. But yeah, finish is my goal. Yeah. We are going to see each other on the road and also drinking some beers at the we'll after de- party. We'll definitely drink some beers at the after party. I can't wait. Ciao, yeah. man. Thanks. So here, hanging around, I, find, I found another participant. Who are you? Um, I'm Marcus, um, I'm captain number 98 and um, attempting the Silk Road mountain race for the first time. Um, 
I've done a few bits of cycling. I spent a year cycling around the world on a single-speed bike and um, done the Highland Trail three times and I develop bikepacking routes in Scotland. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this and, yeah, looking everything, hoping everything goes well. Come on. So you're riding single-speed also this time? No, I've got gears this time, actually. I'm cheating. No, it's, um, I've got an 11-speed um, gravel bike this time. Um, I was thinking about taking a single-speed, but... It's, um, it's possibly a little bit too tough for a single speed bike so yeah anyways it's going to be a lot of hike and bike yeah I mean I was out riding for 10 days before before the race so I did um, a bit of filming photography and a bit of bits of riding as well of the route and it seems to be all right like um yeah there no doubt it's going to be some hiker bike in it as well but i'm used to riding in scotland and the Harden trail for example has got quite a bit of hiker bike in there so um yeah i'm kind of hoping that it's, it's not as much hiker bike as there is up there but let's see cool cool expectations um not many well Some maybe. I want to finish, so that's kind of the first big thing. Um, I think something between 10 and 12 days should be fine. Or should be, like, it, it, it's pretty tough to say at the moment because the weather and the conditions can be absolutely brutal. And um, so, yeah, finish is one expectation. Enjoying it is the other expectation as well. So, I'm um, mindful that's a rise and it's going to be tough at times and it's going to be tough going as well, especially riding in the night. But, um, yeah, I also, you know, want to take a few minutes every now and then, just, just enjoy the views. It's such a beautiful country. And, and the other thing as well, like, I'm doing those events because they're social. Like, there's 140 people who do similar crazy things. And, you know, there's no doubt going to be the odd chat on the trail um, and just bumping into other riders. And also having, after having been out for 10 days already, the locals over here are super friendly like it's sometimes it's, it's kind of a fine line between kind of having a chit every now and then but also being mindful that it's going to be a race so yeah yeah just i think enjoyment um it's going to be tough but it's hopefully going to be a really nice experience as well i think it's going to be like this i really wish you the best of luck man thank you very much cheers i'm here with carl carl what happened i was just watching him interview someone and he forgot to turn on the mic <laughs> Guys, it happens. It happens also to the best one. <laughs> Tell me more about yourself. Uh, Hong Kong rider. Uh, yeah, not that many people think you can ride in Hong Kong, but it's got some good hills. Uh, it's the pollution, right? That is lots a of pollution, but it's got some big hills, short rides. Um, hoping not to crash again on the race. <laughs> Because it happens already. It's happened uh, in previous races. Okay, okay. Tell me more about that. I had a big crash in Transcontinental 2015. Wow, how big? Uh, dislocated shoulder, smashed teeth, concussion, shimmer's neck. Uh, the list is a bit endless. Okay. <laughs> But this is the first But event. I did finish, I did finish. Wow, no way. Yeah, I did finish. Okay, okay. But this is going to be the first event after that. No, no, I've raced uh, another Transcontinental, uh, raced a uh, Transatlantic Way around Ireland, uh, but nothing like this. This, okay. is, uh, this makes me nervous, actually. What brought you here? Uh, I, I raced with Nelson a few years ago. <laughs> so I knew Nelson set up, and, I, uh, and a, a mate of mine did it as well. I just fancy a bit of adventure. Yeah, But uh, I feel like when you're just about to play a game of rugby, and I just want to start the game now and get rolling. I think it's a feeling that a lot of people here are experiencing. Yeah, I've been here too long. I've been here. I flew in Tuesday. 
waiting to Saturday, it's, uh, it's too long. Did you have any ride here around? A little ride, very little. Uh, I need to go and ride today, but not much. I'm going to save my legs for the ride. Tomorrow is really, really coming soon. It looks easy, doesn't it, Kigeti Pass? It looks really easy. I don't know, I'm going to be in the car, man. <laughs> I'll see you at the top. <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe. Yes, yeah, no, probably, yes. I'm uh, going to I'm see l- you I'm there. I'm looking forward to the rain and the snow, which is uh, planned. Have you seen, actually, the mountains up there? They are full of snow. They are full of snow. I saw it this morning. Hi, man, how are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty fine. Okay. So uh, I'm just a little bit exhausted from my transcontinental race I just did. So, but without that, I'm... Wait a second, wait a second. We have to stress on this point. So you are coming here for the Silk Road mountain race directly from the TCR? Yes, I just finished TCR like about one week ago. So, and now I'm here for the Secret Mountain Race. And then after that, what are you doing? Traveling around the world with a bicycle or trying to break any, I don't know, the world tower record? Or? No, no, no. I'm just going back home and just ride my cargo bike as a bike messenger. So Still riding the bicycle. Still then. riding a bicycle, but just for a living yes. at home in Paris. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, which one are your expectations? It's the first time that you're coming to the Silk Road Mountain yes, Race. Yes, it's my first time on the Silk Road. Uh, I saw last year all the all the pictures and movies about the Silk Road mountain race. And uh, I know well Nelson, he, we are a good friend. And he was talking about me, about, about this race, like two years ago. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to come to this race. Not Maybe not the first one, but for sure I'm coming. And when I saw the picture and video, I was like, yeah, I'm coming this year, for sure. Super cool. What do you expect for that? I don't have any expectation. I just want... To live an adventure, uh, get some experience and something new in my life. So, uh, discovering the mountain of Kyrgyzstan looks like looks magical for me actually. So I just hope I will not be sick in altitude. So it's not gonna happen. It's not so high. Uh, not so high. Three thousand eight hundred. No, it's pretty high. It's it's going to be uh, the highest point I've been. So if I'm not sick. I will, I'm pretty sure I will enjoy the adventure, so I come for that. Cool. Can you tell us your name and cap number? I'm cap number 80, Waja Stéphane from Paris. So, hi, what's your name and your cap number? Uh, I'm Marin and I'm cap 52. Amazing. Hi, Marin. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. <laughs> I heard an amazing story about you. Do you want me to tell everybody to everything? Uh, the other side, way around. Everything to everybody or you want to say that? Oh, uh, it's easy to say. I just came here by bike. Easy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was easy to say, difficult to do. <laughs> to so you started from where? Uh, Lausanne in Switzerland. I live in Zurich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Small world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it took me two months to, to reach Bishkek. Okay. Um, that's it. <laughs> so two months. So from where did you pass by? So you started uh, from Switzerland, you came yeah. down from the I Balkans. I went to, to Venice, then I took a boat to Greece. Mm-hmm. I crossed Greece, Turkey, Georgia, uh, and then Azerbaijan. There in Baku, I took a boat and I reached Aktao in Kazakhstan. And then I crossed Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, and to arrived in the south of Kyrgyzstan. Okay, okay. And uh, so how many kilometers in total? A bit less than 8,000 kilometers. Just for something like this was a preparation ride. Yeah, a good warm-up. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. So 8,000 kilometers. 
if you would recognize something like one spot, one of your favorite spots there, uh, or just maybe an anecdote, something that you can tell me. Uh, difficult to say. <laughs> it just, I, I guess the, the, my favorite country on this trip was Kyrgyzstan, so it's nice that the race happened here. Uh -huh. um, but there, there is many things to say, so difficult to, to add. You cannot one. identify for me only one. Uh, Okay, no stress. I don't uh, want to stress you I, out. I get used to Kurut, Kurutan. Okay. So that's that's nice for the race because I guess it's the main things to it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, love of Kurut. Perfect. So that's really, really, really good. So you are coming here to a Silk Road Monterey. Have you done something similar before? Uh, yeah, I've been on the TCR twice. Okay. So, but uh, it's my first time I'm going off-road. So okay. It will, I'm really not used to it, so... <laughs> Yeah, it will be new. <laughs> it will be fun. I hope so, yeah. yeah. For sure. Do you have any expectation for it? Oh, no. Uh, it would be a shame to, to plan everything. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> getting outside and getting lost. Yeah, <laughs> getting lost and have a lot of problems and fix them. But you cannot find only amazing characters on the solo riders. On the pairs, you will find a lot more. Guys, what are you doing with this sh machine here? Last year, the running joke was that um, we were grateful we weren't on a tandem. Last year we finished, so this year we do it on the tandem. That's amazing. That's really amazing. How did you pack this monster? It, we packed it into a, uh, a surly big dummy box. So uh, wheels off, fork out, handlebars off. No problem. Easy. Well, guys, which one is go are going to be the difference between last year with two different bikes and this year with a tandem? What do you think? Uh, slower uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, we will meet in the middle, performance-wise, yeah, so maybe, maybe a little bit easier on the flatter stuff, but harder, harder everywhere else. Guys, I need to really ask you a question in general for Thunder, but in particular for this race. So how do you usually decide who goes in front and who goes in the back? It's traditional that the, the bigger person goes on front from, from a geometry point of view. I mean, obviously, Shona is stronger, so she should go on the front, but she's, she's smaller, so uh, it's me. Okay, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, makes, yeah, it makes completely sense. So, expectation for this ride this year? Uh, we will finish. I have no doubts on that. Before Saturday. <laughs> we will finish before Saturday. <laughs> okay, okay, so we can get some drinks together. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah and as yeah. long as we don't have a fight and argue, we'll be okay. How was last year? Did you have any argue last year? I think Sharona can... No, we ride a lot together. We work together. We run a shop together. So, you know, I have a high tolerance for putting up with him and he for me. So it's okay. I can tell when he's tired. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Can you tell me who are you? Uh, Davey Mitchell. I'm Reagan Colehart. Cap number... Cap number 216. 216, yeah, 216. A and B, because you are riding in a couple, right? Yes. Okay, guys, just cut straight <laughs> on this story. I was here, I was running around, and somebody came here and said, uh, you know that there is a couple that are in honeymoon here riding the Silk Road mountain race? Now, I don't know if your relatives, your parents knows that. Not that you are coming here for riding the bicycle, but that you are actually married. But how was the story? Well, we actually got married last summer, and we didn't have a chance to get a honeymoon in, uh, too busy with work, and so the Silk Road um, 
mountain race came up and we were like well this sounds good and so it came in just in time so we, when we wrote all of our thank you notes and we said thank you to everybody for the money and whatnot they gave us we said we'll use this for our honeymoon in Kyrgyzstan and so we wrote everybody and, and told them that's what we were doing and here you go most romantic honeymoon ever right I hope people react on that but some people said you guys are crazy mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of people said that's your honeymoon like we wouldn't do that on our honeymoon <laughs> <laughs> what would have done? Something like going to the away? Or? No, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, this is perfect. And if we make it through this, our whole marriage, right? should be fine. If we don't, well, I don't know. Mm. Might tell us something about the future. Well, I can tell you guys that actually I have talked with super, super interesting couple today that they are going to probably compete with you for the race. <laughs> so one couple, they said exactly the same thing because it seems like they have a super interesting life, couple life, so probably arguing is going to be one thing in the race. And another couple that is going to participate to that with a tandem. Oh, oh really? I saw the picture. Yes. yes. We're not that talented. Yet. <laughs> Yet, exactly. Yes. We heard that the drafting on the tandem is exceptionally good. So they may go very fast. It'd be hard so to keep You up. have to follow them then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who's the, ch- the cyclist between... So how came the idea? Um, our friend... Jay Peterberry did it last year and it looked great and and we said, hey, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And so here we are. Reagan was equally enthusiastic, so it was a good match. How much do you think that your arguing rate is going to go up during this race? It depends how tired I am. <laughs> or hungry. <laughs> or hungry. Or hangry. Hi guys, how are you doing? Good. Awesome. We're good really right now. excited. <laughs> We're good now. <laughs> okay, let's start from the beginning. Can you tell me at least your name, guys? Uh, my name is Ernie Lechuga. And I'm Scotty Lechuga. So tell me a bit more what you're going to do tomorrow that I don't know. <laughs> We're going to ride our bikes across uh, some foreign land. <laughs> <laughs> because where you come from? United States. Perfect. Yeah. What brought you here, guys? It's her fault. Tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, we found out about the race last year, and I told Ernie that... um, No, 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 no. What happened? Okay, so I am a (laughs) pro road racer. What the hell? Yeah, I've been racing pro on the road for about six or seven years, and uh, last year I decided that I really needed to uh, express my love for the cycling in a different way. And so I literally found the hardest thing I could find and made him she sign up with me. <laughs> she saw a picture of this race, the b- beautiful like, road, backdrop, gravel, everything. And she's like, I want to ride there. Yeah. I'm like, That's okay. pretty much how it happened. Well, what race is it? I was like, oh, I think it's a Silk Road. It's like, what is that? It's like, don't know. But the applications are going on now. I'm like, yeah, sign up. They won't pick us. <laughs> so we know that her is a pro road cyclist. He, he was as well. We both no, a long time. From a road background. Yeah. Anyways, guys, so don't hide yourself. It's not her fault. You wanted to do that. <laughs> not really. Okay. I'm scared. He's excited. We're gonna face some demons here. So it's been a long time for sure. Have you ever done something similar like this before? No, this no. is our first time. Our life together, maybe. Yeah, similar. <laughs> That's an amazing question that I want to ask you. So, how much you think that your argument rate is gonna go up during this race? Do you argue a lot usually? Yeah. We have Maybe. a very we'll call it dynamic relationship. We definitely <laughs> We definitely yes. have our moments, of course. I mean, we've been married uh, and together for almost 10 years. So, 
Yeah. So yeah, I, but we joke that if we make it through this, we we're good for life. <laughs> but if we don't, no, you won't make it. Yeah. A lot of beers, that, as yeah. we were saying, is going to fix Dark everything. chocolate and a cup of wine fixes everything. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's deal with it. There's people that are actually fighting for the win. Listen to them. No, that wouldn't be good. At all, at all. It would be like if I didn't pedal tomorrow. Exactly. Just uh, arriving, you know what, I'm going back home. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here with the cup number. Uh, I believe my cap number is number one. You see? I'm here with Jay. Pet uh, I'm going to misspell your name properly now. Peterberry. 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 Jay just, Peterberry. Just as it's spelled. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's super bad in doing this. Pronouncing uh, in English. Ah, okay. Yeah. Are you doing? How do you feel? I feel good. Yeah, it's great to be here again. Yes. Yeah. Which one are the differences, in your opinion, between this year and last year, just by the vibes that you are feeling at the beginning? I don't know if I sense a difference, really. I think it's uh, more the same. I kind of just am worried about myself and taking care of myself right now, you know. I just got in from a big travel. It's a very, it's an intense travel for me to get here. It's over 36 hours, and so I got to take care of, uh, you know, jet lag and catch up on sleep and get into my time zone. So honestly, like, that's what I've been doing because I've only been here for two nights. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is really important as part of the preparation. So there's a lot of prep that goes into coming to something like this, but the, uh, the couple of days leading up to it are quite important. So that's what I've been doing. Cool. So no bicycle rides in those days? I just cruise up to the start, make sure, get some pressure on the pedals, and uh, yeah, just double check things. I mean, I'm ready when I leave my house, but yeah, a quick shakedown, make sure things are, are proper. Perfect. Just I wanted to ask you, Something like really, you are a veteran, you won last year and everything. How usually is your preparation to take part to the Silk Road Monte Race? Are you doing something specific for this exact race? Uh, well, this year, knowing I was coming back, I put more focus on it. Uh, I did some less travel the last few months um, because I traveled quite a bit. So I made sure to stay home to get proper training. So I spend a lot of my time actually training. And um, I think to do it properly, I needed to stay home, so I did that. And I live up at 2,000 meters and plus. So that was important. That was part of my preparation this year. Um, but, yeah, not a whole lot, really. I'm just uh, I'm excited to be here. I, I love to do these types of rides. They're very spiritual for me, and that's really something I look forward to. Amazing. Which one are your expectations for this year? Uh, just to finish as fast as I can. Easy, right? Yeah, I mean... As easy as it is. Yeah, <laughs> and whatever that dictates. Perfect. I just want to ask you the last thing, and I swear I'm not going to go live with this episode before everybody to start. Which one is your secret about food? What are you bringing with you that you think, this is going to give me the extra push? Well, last year, most people know I brought like a big jar of peanut butter. So this year, I brought that another jar of peanut butter. Exactly the same brand. Uh, same brand and uh, crunchy as well. But then I also added a jar of Nutella and a big uh, thing of honey. So cool. These are the between six. the three, I should, that's three days worth of food. Perfect. And <laughs> one is going to last. So you have one jar for each day. <laughs> no, I'm not that scientific. I'll pick up a loaf of bread along the way. <laughs> Amazing. Otherwise, just with a spoon. Yeah. Absolutely. And you need to make sure it's a long-handled spoon. Otherwise, you'll get it on your knuckles. And you don't want to lick your knuckles while you're up there. Well, no, you wouldn't want to get dirty. 
you're right. You are completely right. By the way, I've seen a lot of people with a lot of peanut butter this year. Probably yeah, they get sure. inspiration. I, I know how it goes. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do what this guy does. Is what exactly. I say. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Cap number 100. I will remember this number. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? Really good. Really yeah. good. I'm just hanging around here, meeting a lot of interesting people, even if they all look the like same. Yeah. It's not true. I mean, everybody looks good right now, but you'll be talking to zombies in probably like two or three days. I, mean, I think that's... I hope that they want to talk with me. Oh, yeah. I, by the way, if you find myself there in the mountains and I'm trying to get some voice on you yeah. and you don't want to, just... Yeah. I'll talk. Yeah. You won't see anybody for probably multiple days or talk to anybody for multiple days, so a little... Well, talk time will be good. Yes. Share some feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so the story here is that I was hanging around here at the check uh, the control bicycle point. Yeah. And I've heard something really weird that happened to you. Yeah, so I had like three things that were confiscated by the TSA, which is the security system in the U.S., the airline security system. So they took my red blinky, my chain lube, and my shock pump, which are three things that I've flown with many a times before, and I have no idea why they took them, but... I didn't realize it until I got here, so, and I figured there were three things that I could do without, but uh, it, the red light is required by the race, so now I'm going to go to a bike shop here in Bishkek and find one. It's super crazy, because actually they took out from you two, three things super different, you know? I know. They didn't take only the lights. Right. I mean, it, yeah, and that's what's crazy is, like, those three items are, pr are pretty much, like, non-threatening. Like, it's three things. I don't know. I don't know why they took it. Oh, yeah. Anyways, is right. your first time doing an adventure like this? Uh, my first time doing an adventure of this length, but I've done similar bikepacking events, any, you know, ranging anywhere from like 200 miles up to 500 miles and stuff. So. Okay. How do you feel? I feel good. I'm pretty excited to get going. Uh, the terrain here, the altitude and everything is very similar to where I'm from in Colorado. So I'm just ready to like immerse myself in what Kyrgyzstan has to offer and what the people have to offer and what the environment has to offer. I'm here with the cup number 32 and you should know this voice. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? But we know, I think that people can recognize you from the face, not from the voice. You have to tell us your name. <laughs> My name is James Hayden. Ha! Nobody knows you. <laughs> are you doing? Yeah, I'm really well. I'm good. Looking forward to getting started. Okay, so this is really the real time that you are waiting for. Once at your registration and whatever, you just want to jump on the bike and start riding. Yeah, talking's boring. Yes, I can understand. <laughs> talking is boring, listening is better. Yeah, listening's good, talking's boring. Okay. I prefer to let the legs do the talking. <laughs> it makes sense, it yeah. makes sense. What are you doing after that now, after the registration and everything? Uh, lunch, and then I have a nice afternoon nap, a bit of stretching, and then uh, the briefing, and then some dinner, sleep, and hit the road. Okay, I don't want to ask you all the plan that you have for the race. There's no plan. Which one is the plan? There's none. So just go fast. Yeah. You can't have a plan, you just go fast. It makes sense. But <laughs> I want to ask you just one thing about food. Yeah. Which one is your secret? And sorry, I'm going to go live with this recording after everybody started. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Okay, well, what's my secret? I got uh, 32,000 calories worth of uh, freeze-dried food. So it's about 4,000 calories a day for eight days. So it's... Not everything I need for eight days, but it gets me about two-thirds of the way there for my calorie needs. I want to ask you also another question, because I know that you are famous to do that. Do you have a power meter on your bike? Yeah, I have. I have. It's not really for the race. Like I use it in training, and I'm a nerd, and uh, I love data. And if I have like a gap in my data uh, from the race, it will just really annoys me. So I have just like, like to have the complete portfolio. 
but in the race it also allows me to see how I'm doing if I'm really tired one day then my power will be really down and then I can think oh perhaps I need to sleep a little bit more today or eat a bigger meal or something like that and then other days if I'm feeling good I can just you know crack on so it, it does allow me to kind of understand how my body is a bit because you feel you feel dead and when you feel dead you can't understand the sensations going on in your body quite as well as normal mm-hmm. and you can think oh, I feel good but actually you're not so yeah it helps a bit but just I want to go a bit nerd on that so are you comparing as well on your bicycle computer Garmin yes yeah. on your Garmin are you comparing as well the art bit with the power meter I don't meter? have heart rate ah you don't no no need like it doesn't your heart rate is uh, in a race like this is just completely messed up so it means meaningless cool it makes yeah. sense and then also thanks to your power meter you can understand also how much you have to eat how many calories yeah, yeah. I know exactly how many calories I burn every day so uh, that's how I've been able to do the maths on how many calories I need to bring to start the race and things like that because I know from you know having done for four other races for, of this duration uh, how much I'm going to burn roughly I want to ask you why this year you decided to come to the Silk Road mountain race and which one are your expectations also a fuck off it's okay as an answer <laughs> It's like three questions. Um, I came here just because uh, it was just something different, needing a new challenge to, to push me outside my comfort zone. So I kind of become good at doing road racing. And uh, I wanted to try something where I'm not necessarily good, maybe get my ass kicked and, and just have a bit of fun. And uh, my expectations are just to have fun and finish. That's super cool. Last, really last thing, man. Which one is your setup for the bike? What did you bring here? Oh, I got a Canyon Exceed. Uh, I went for a mountain bike with front suspension fork because I think uh, me two things comfort's really important and it can actually help you go a bit faster because it can reduce the fatigue on your body so I think having front suspension and a real nice carbon frame is useful for that and then I think that uh, having a mountain bike versus a gravel bike it's not going to be any slower than a gravel bike overall and uh, perhaps could be faster so I think when you bring the comfort into it as well for me it's the optimum bike choice That's amazing. Thank you, James. No, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're talking again with somebody with a super strong cap number, probably. What do you think, Al? Super strong cap number? Yeah, because I think it's going to be super strong on the map. (laughs) I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do my best. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I think, you know, for me, the best part is after about the first day, everything kind of settles in and then you're just riding your own ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have been here riding for a bit of time, right? I've been here for a month. Okay. Yeah. And I've been riding, I rode probably about 1,200 kilometers of the route um, wow. at a touring pace. Okay. Uh, so it was very nice. We had great weather. So I got to see quite a bit of it. And, um, and it's really good riding. And it's going to be really hard. Yes. But I want to ask you a bit more about the people. Oh, You've yeah. found a lot of people here around, right? Everybody's telling me that here people are pretty nice, pretty approachable, pretty supporting. Did you find the same? Very, very nice. I mean, you can even see, like, instead of staying in a hotel, typically you're staying in a guest house, staying in somebody's actual home. They're cooking meals for you. You're almost part of the family. It's really sweet. Um, everywhere we went, people were just kind, but also uh, very relaxed in general. Um, They kind of let you be, kind of let you do what you're doing, but just are encouraging, which is different than traveling some other countries where they're very almost over-curious and constantly watching you here. It feels like people give you little space generally, which is nice. Uh, They're mountain people, so they they understand how hard it is. Uh, If the weather turns bad, they're inviting you in immediately. Um, But in general, they just seem like they have a pretty good life. 
Yes, they're pretty relaxed and not is the same. They're pretty nice to have <laughs> around. And even if they don't understand your language, they anyways let you understand everything. And it's amazing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they try. Uh, yeah. And they'll kind of throw out any words that they know to, to try to um, communicate. I mean, we've had several people ask, do you speak Italian? I don't know why so many people speak Italian here. I don't know, because it's the best language in the world. <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah. Uh, or they ask it for French. Like, they just want to communicate however they can. I don't know hardly any Russian. I'm, I'm trying, but uh, it doesn't even matter. Nobody gives you a hard time for not knowing. They just try to help you, yes. which is pretty cool. No, that's really amazing. I want to talk to you, actually ask you the question. I've seen from the social media that you kind of part nah, you participated to a kind of event where you showed to everybody which one was yours. How was it? It seems <laughs> it was, super cool. It was very cool. It was a very big surprise. So another racer, Malik, uh, Kyrgyz rider, asked me if I was interested in meeting the local women cycling culture. And I said, yeah, of course. And he had two women in mind. He said, you can meet these two women for coffee and it's like yeah it'd be great you know to see who are these women and then I a day before uh, I was supposed to meet the two women I, I found out there was this whole event somebody had made on Facebook there were you know 30 to 40 people coming people from the U.S. Embassy came and uh, it was a big surprise I wasn't expecting to do a big presentation but that's kind of how it turned into and uh, there's a Russian translator who was a really nice guy okay. I don't even know if he's a cyclist but he's just sitting next to me I'd say you know a few words and then he'd translate and uh, there are people with children and babies there it was really cute it was in the botanical gardens uh, so it was a nice event a big surprise but it's good to to be involved more in the culture here especially the cycling culture because I feel like you know there are almost 150 of us riders only five are Kyrgyz yeah. and that seems like um, kind of a strange proportion any other race I've been to like in Switzerland it's like you know, at least 50% Swiss. In Israel, yeah. 80% Israeli. You know, in the U.S., it's at least half American. And then here, it's like, you know, 5% or whatever, so even yeah. less. So I feel like we need to get more local riders because this is their country, and um, maybe they haven't heard about bikepacking, but uh, it'd be cool to, to encourage them to explore their own country because it's huge. Yes. Uh, and it's so different than just being in Bishkek. You know, it's like we're going up to 4,000 meters. It's a different life up there. Yes, definitely. I want to ask you, let's say, probably one, maybe two more things. Let's say one. Mm -hmm. I've asked a lot of people which one is their secret, so I'm asking you the same. Which one is your secret riding for the Silk Road Mountain Race food-wise? <laughs> I'm not going to say this to everybody. It's going to go live after the start. So. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's a little tricky to find food, especially for me because I don't like to stop to eat. So you could find hot food, but I don't want to sit there and eat rice. So, okay. Uh, I might be making my own sandwiches. Okay. You know, buy bread, some cheese, some cucumbers, mayonnaise, and make a sandwich and move on. That uh, seems like a great plan. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, I can drink the milk. Because uh -uh. <laughs> that's usually big for me uh, in racing, but I don't know. It might be too strong. We'll see. I'm going to try it. Okay. I'm not too worried. You know, a lot of people have had stomach issues. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I've been here for a month eating the food, and I feel fine. So okay. I think it should be okay. Yes. Fingers crossed. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, last thing. I remember that. No, let's say. I remember that last time that we talked, you told me that you were going to do a ride from Switzerland to Israel to prepare to another race or whatever. Oh, you have not done yeah. It, right? I haven't done that. Uh, I'm still waiting for you there to I ride know, a bit together. And we were going to ride it together. Yeah. Something came up, and I had to... Uh, do a different ride. I can't remember what it was. 2021. Yeah, it's there. 
<laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we should still do that. The last talk that I had, it was with Cooper. Cooper is an amazing character, and our talk lasted for at least 10 minutes. Here, just a small extract. Yeah, I think this is going to be the last interview of the day. Why did you arrive so late? Why did I arrive so yeah. late? To where? To Bishkek or here? No, here. I didn't arrive late. No, what time did you arrive? Before four. Okay, so it's perfect. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah? How <laughs> are you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah. I'm doing well, yeah. Okay, so tell me your name and your cap number. My name is Cooper Ray, and my cap number is 212A. Okay, perfect. Because you're riding in a couple. Yes, the pair with uh, Ty Bell. It's from Melbourne okay. via Hong Kong. How do you, do you know each other? Uh, the global world of bicycle messengers. So, okay, you're a bicycle messenger. It looks like there are some bicycle messengers here around in the race. I don't know of any others personally. I wouldn't really? be surprised, but I think a bicycle courier is very well suited for a race like this. Okay, tell me more about that. Tell me why. Because of the weather or the terrain? Not for the terrain, but for the mental fortitude required. Okay. Uh, everyone talks a lot about you need to have a good head, you need to be able to, to stay calm in bad situations or adverse environment. And as a bike messenger, you're exposed to all the elements all year round, uh, you know, cars cutting you off, people running in front of you, uh, anything and everything can happen in a city environment and you need to keep your cool. Cool, but why did you decide then to start this kind of new experience with the Silk Road mountain race? Why did I decide to do the Silk Road? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, I saw the visuals of this place uh, that Pedal Ed produced last year and it just looked unreal incredible mm -hmm. i've always had an affinity for mountains and mountain wilderness and peaks and you know i i have my own mountains in new york city and they're made of brick and steel and i always get to the tops of buildings and i like to uh, navigate visually like circumnavigation visually and okay. i do it by the peaks of buildings um but if you're in that if you're in the mountains you can see mountain peaks and they're bigger than any building you could even imagine Um, you know, I want to I get into bikepacking. I, I don't really have much experience doing it, but I figure doing an event that has uh, a team of people looking where I am is like a relative safety net to where if something really goes wrong, I don't want to go out and uh, do it by myself in really serious mountain wilderness. Like, I want to go to the Himalayas and Nepal uh, really okay. badly. I've always been fascinated with Nepal and the Himalayas, as well as the Andes and... Chile and Bolivia and Peru but I'd be foolish to go there by myself with no experience and not having really anyone to know where I am so this is a way to just kind of jump off the deep end so to speak and get into it yeah, yeah learn I've always learned via experience uh, as long as I can remember I've always just learned by doing and this seems like a really great opportunity to to cut my teeth Yes, it makes complete sense, yeah. actually. Which one are your expectations for that? Ah, my expectation is to finish. Okay. Um, I want to finish the route. Um, I don't need to deprive myself of sleep. <laughs> no, don't do it. No, I, you know, some people will... I mean, it's impressive. A lot of people will ride for 24 hours, 30 hours, 36 hours until they sleep the first time. I remember watching, following along with the, the Great Divide race mm. uh, in the United States, the Continental Divide route. This year, and uh, people who are here, like uh, Lael, um, she, I don't think she stopped for 36 hours until 
the first stop from when the race started. Mental, completely. I have so much respect for these people who do these ultra-endurance races. Someone is a cyclist who rides a lot but doesn't really have experience doing ultra-endurance. Mm -hmm. I have just incredible respect for the people who are very adept at doing these events because it's incredibly demanding on your body to be self-supported in the middle of nowhere and to just keep going and you know to what uh, what you really need what what's the bare minimum you need to keep with you to keep going yeah. and that's the hardest part for me i'm from the city i mean i can put drop me in any city in the world and i can probably figure it out you know mm -hmm. i can ride through any traffic operate in any city environment it doesn't matter how crazy and hectic it is or how dangerous i'm generally okay but you know, being in the middle of nowhere, being in wilderness is a terrifying thought for me because I'm used to having some level of convenience. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, as hard as I try, I can't get away from people and population where I'm from. You know, I can go 100 miles in any direction and still be in dense populated areas. Whereas here, I go 30 kilometers, 20 kilometers into the mountains and I'm alone. Um, but really, I'm here to be, uh, to be in the environment, to really take in what this place, the Tian Shan Mountains, has to offer to me, which is to find some of myself out there as I'm climbing mountain passes in snow, sleet, rain, whatever. Uh, but the hardest part for me has been preparation. Okay. Um, I've been more stressed out than I've ever been in my entire life leading up to this race because I've, this is really my first time doing anything like this, including getting the bike. My bike is new. All of my gear is new, mm. uh, relatively speaking. You know, I've done some trips locally, just to test things out, make sure things work for me, etc. Um, all of the gear that I wear, like clothing-wise, I've been using for years. So I'm not worried about being in cold weather. It's more so, how do I feed myself, and how do I, you know, how do how do how how can I be efficient with packing and repacking and not wasting too much time doing all of that? Yeah, I would rather carry too much and be prepared, or carry too much and be comfortable in bad weather, than see some people that have close to nothing to think they're faster. And then they freeze. You know, I'm, I'm not into that. I like to suffer, but I like to suffer pedaling, not to suffer at the bane of weather. Makes sense. Makes yeah. completely sense. But I look forward. I mean, I, I think that as a bike career and just with who I am, I, I excel in bad weather. Throw in some 30-mile-an-hour wind and some snow. I'll be fine. I can keep pedaling. I'll be smiling, laughing, singing to myself. I'm, I'm kind of crazy like that. I love it. Yes, I do it all the time um, as well. That's what we oh, do, right? Oh, you like to sing on your bike? On the downhills, always. Not I usually on the climbs. When I'm really hurting or kind of going crazy. Like in bad weather in New York, uh, I listen to the radio. I got into listening to jazz music, mm -hmm. uh, listening to public radio in New York in bad weather. I used to start at 8 a.m. Uh, in the winter and it would be, you know zero degrees Fahrenheit, five degrees Fahrenheit, so it's negative whatever, centigrade. Yes. Very cold, very nasty, and the, the mu music and then singing along or whistling would kind of keep me sane in bad weather. Um, so you're going to do the same here up to the mountains? Probably, yeah, to some extent. <laughs> I will listen to you then while you are singing, I will record you. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen to the jazz whistling. Amazing. Thank you, boy. It yeah. was a pleasure. Stefano, thank you. No worries. Yeah. Bye and good luck. Thank you. This was an I-5 sound. Uh, other than that, I think that's all we need for the announcements. Wish you a great race. And uh, we want to thank uh, before we go. I want to thank the volunteers that have been here all day helping you guys out. Woo!
After Nelson briefing, the day was over, but the day number one was the most important one. Let's jump a bit on the starting line with a small talk with Liam again and obviously with Brandon. How you doing, man? Good morning. Good, thanks, yeah. Did you sleep? Mm, a little bit. Just as I uh, felt... As I uh, yeah, basically got to sleep, I woke, the alarm went off, so... <laughs> Not that much. It's usually like, okay, I'm going to sleep. Okay, uh, uh, already the alarm clock. Yeah, alarm <laughs> clock, time to get up. Tell me the most important thing. What did you get for breakfast? Um, pancakes, breakfast. How many? Five. With Nutella or? Um, just jam, jam and pancakes, and that was it. And what about coffee? No. No coffee? No coffee today. <laughs> Perfect, Liam. Good luck. See you later. See you later. <laughs> Yo, man, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. Ish. Excited ish. Did you eat enough? Uh, I did eat enough. I had three rounds of hotel breakfast, a couple muffins, some rice, a piece of pizza. They eat weird breakfast in Bishkek. Burrito. Uh, I had a burrito yesterday, a Mexican burrito. You can get anything here. It's pretty amazing. Great, man. I've got three burritos, three burritos in my backpack. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> Man, you make me really think about that. You made me dream for a minute. I don't think I could carry it. It'd be too heavy. We just had to climb up a dumb climb. Yes, that's true. That's true. Two bananas here. I do have two bananas strapped to my handlebars. That's amazing. Oh, man, I uh, will see you for sure around the road. So have a lot of fun. All right. Take care. So <laughs> good to see you. Race is on. Drones are up on the sky. And Kegeti Pass is up there waiting for us. But this is something for the episode number two, right? Talk to you soon.